Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. Trey Blossman and I will talk some LSU. We'll talk some college football, the Saints, and the NFL. Trey's got some amazing numbers. You numerology people, some incredible numbers about the NFL and parity coming from Trey Blossman. Hey, don't forget to connect on social media with me, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. I am the oldest dude on TikTok. You can search for Talking Sports with TK and if you like to bet on football, college, NFL, small player, big player, check out the website, meatandpotatoesusa.com. Sports betting is exploding in the USA, and you need to check out meatandpotatoesusa.com. We're going to hear a message from our host, Anchored, and we'll be back with Trey Blossman for Sports Takes. We're talking football right here on Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined for by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. Yeah, we're going to talk some football, and we're going to start with LSU and college football. First off, Trey, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm doing great, Tommy. Thank you. Well, hey, LSU did great. They got a conference win on the road uh, by three points. They covered the spread. Mississippi State tried to shake back in near the end, but ran out of time. Your thoughts on the LSU Tigers' victory on the road against the Mississippi State Bulldogs? Tommy, I think it was a good win. You know, a lot of people would have preferred had we not let them back in the game, if you will. I think we were up 18 twice, won by three points. But for character building, I think it was better in the long term for them to come back, for State to keep fighting and show this young LSU squad that just because you're up 18 points in the fourth quarter doesn't guarantee you a victory. You need to play till the end. And uh, it got a little hairy there for a game that looked comfortable at one time. But uh, I liked what I saw. We bent but did not break on defense. I think that was the game plan. We were missing arguably our best pass rusher and definitely the best defensive player on our team, possibly the best player on our team. Uh, I think considering what we had to work with, the team did pretty well. I I, I love the big plays in the passing game. Uh, I like the guts, if you will, that Max shows and, being willing to throw the ball downfield and let some of these great young receivers make plays on the ball. Uh, There's a lot to like. Uh, Road win in the SEC is a good thing, Tommy, no matter who you beat and what the score is. Uh, And look, Mississippi State played hard. Their young quarterback, Will Rogers, is developing. He threw the ball 62 times or something ridiculous. Uh, they dominated time of possession, but most importantly, when the clock ticked down to double zeros, LSU had more points on the board. Well, I like your point about it. It's maybe sent a lesson to the young LSU football team about, you know, you got to play 60 minutes. It's not over when you think it's over. And on the other end of the coin, 
Mississippi State came from 20 down against Louisiana Tech a couple of weeks ago, so they're probably on their sidelines saying, hey, guys, we came back before, we can come back again. So, you know, I think it, in some ways I think that's a better win than winning 42 to nothing, and you don't get a lot of tests and a lot of, you know, stress. Now, somebody told me, so, you know what, Mississippi State still had over 480 yards offense. True, but as you said, the LSU had more numbers in the – column that counts that being the score 28 25 they win and like i said when you know when i did radio with with, with ronnie rance uh, out at the casino after the game i said hey a road conference win that's big i don't care who it is it's big it opened the sec play and they got some still got some things that got to be worked on coach o said that i listened to his presser on monday but you know it's a it's a road conference win and now you come back home for an 8 p.m. kick. Uh, everybody will have all day to get ready, and it'll be the Auburn Tigers, a team that struggled with Georgia State last week. Going to have to see what happens with this LSU team. And I want to quote, uh, share a quote with Scott Rabelais, an outstanding sports writer for the Advocate newspaper in Baton Rouge. He wrote a column shortly after the Mississippi State game, and he kind of made a statement. He said, well, you know, a couple things we know. Pretty sure LSU is going to lose to Alabama. Pretty sure LSU is going to beat Louisiana Monroe. The rest of the games on the schedule, it's a coin flip. It's a toss-up. It's a who knows what, uh, nobody knows kind of thing. And I think Scott hit the nail on the head there. Well, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, how do we get to 500 considering the competition that we have to play? And my answer to that is we have to keep improving. You know, we just have to get better. We have talent on this team. Uh, We've had some injury issues. Uh, Let's get healthy. Let's keep improving, and let's try and win each game. You know, the podcast we did after the loss to UCLA, Tommy, I talked about having spent most of Sunday and Monday talking LSU fans down off of the virtual ledges that they were on and wanting to leap from because it was the end of the world. And, you know, I told you, let's win the next two, which we're supposed to. Let's beat Mississippi State. Let's get to three to one going to Auburn. If we beat Auburn and go to four to one, most fans are happy again. And uh, I know that some, actually many LSU fans are incredibly unrealistic. And some of those are never going to be happy. You know, uh, yeah. I think Joe Burrow in 2019 is the only time I can ever recall that a strong majority of LSU fans were happy with our quarterback play. And we've had Burt Jones and Tommy Hodson and Rohan Davey. And, uh, you know, we had some pretty damn good quarterbacks over the years, Tommy. And uh, I, I know at times that a majority of fans haven't been happy with the starter even when that starter was a guy that wound up playing in the NFL. So very unreasonable expectations from most LSU fans. Uh, One of the myriad of reasons I quit going to the games, I think uh, a majority of LSU fans are pretty much stupid when it comes to football. They think they know a lot about the game, but they really don't. It got so bad, Tommy, I hated to even go to the restroom when I was at the games. Just to hear 
the 45 or 60 seconds of bullshit from the guy in the urinal standing next to me. Uh, I, I, uh, I wish it was different. I think most teams fans are like that. I, I think most college football fans don't know nearly as much about the game as they think that they know. And it uh, causes some difficulties. And for me, it caused difficulty in going to the games it's why I watch the games alone for the most part. Uh, and, again, I did watch this game by myself Saturday, the first time this season that I've done that, and was able to rewind plays, watch them over and over. And I'm not going to complain about this because we won the game, but an absolute fact is that Mississippi State's offensive line was holding – on virtually every play of the game. It was so obvious, I, I quit looking for it in the fourth quarter because I was tired of being angry about it. But there was some big-time holding going on by the boys from Starkville, and it went uncalled. Uh, I can't recall one time that they called it. Maybe they called it a time or two, but uh, it happened on every single play. If you don't believe me, go back and watch the game again. Well, and a great storyline moving forward to this Saturday. T.J. Finley uh, was an LSU Tiger last year, started a couple games. Pachatula kid, uh, look, looks like he'll start for Auburn, and he came in and got them to a game-winning drive at the end of the game. Uh, last week against Georgia State kind of helped bail them out from an embarrassing loss. So that's going to be a great storyline. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, LSU's got to try to get another conference win. They're a three-point favorite, maybe three-and-a-half, depending on where you shop against the Auburn Tigers. Now, Trey, elsewhere in the world of college football, we continue to have some surprises. You know, Arkansas did a Texas two-step, beat the Longhorns and beat the Aggies. Now they got to go to Georgia and take on Georgia with their 19-point underdogs. So college football, we said it a couple weeks ago, we're shaping up to have an exciting, unpredictable season, and it certainly is. Well, Clemson's lost two games, Tommy. What more do you need to say about that? Well, Clemson, so, uh, look, this, Clemson's realizing that when you lose two first-round picks, the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence and a first-round pick in a running back, Travis Etienne, that's big shoes to fill. They're going through, in part, what LSU went through in 2020 after they lost a boatload of talent off the 2019 National Championship team. Clemson's realizing, hey, it's not going to be – you know, perfect every year. And, you know, it's just part of the college football now. I mean, it, it, I think it's fun. And, you know, we'll just have to see how the rest of this thing plays out. We're, we're going to, we're, we're out of September college football and we're other than the Thursday night games and we're rolling into October. And I think that month is going to be more exciting than September. Well, look, it's been a very interesting season. We've seen some surprises. We've, even seen some shocks, I think. And look, you know, Brian Harson is the new Auburn coach. He came from Boise State. He's a good coach. I spoke just a week or two ago on the podcast of the mistake I thought T.J. Finley had made transferring within the SEC West. And maybe he should have gone to a smaller school where he would get playing time because he was – locked in behind a, a protege, a, a, a son of a son of a player. You know, it, 
uh, he had uh, a guy ahead of him in Bo Nix, whose father, Patrick, was a great quarterback at Auburn. And, uh, I mean, the guy's a legacy, you know. How, how do you move past that? Interestingly enough, the coach makes a change. Nix was 13 for 27. You'd like a little higher completion ratio there. But for 156 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Those are not the kind of numbers that normally warrant a coach saying, you know what, let's let's try this backup guy. Because well, the guy who started sucked. He, he didn't. He, he had over 10 yards of completion, uh, which Finley barely did. His, his yards per completion were higher than Finley. His percentage of completions was a little bit lower. But when you look at the numbers, even with Finley coming in and them winning the game in the second half, Finley's numbers were only marginally better than Bo Nix. So you you got to give credit to Harston for making the call to switch to quarterbacks. And all of a sudden, Finley's not sitting behind a legacy. He comes back into Baton Rouge as the starter. Uh, I love the dynamics of that. I think the Tiger fans are going to give him the business. It's going to be loud. And my guess is that three-man pass rush that we saw in the first half that switched to a four-man pass rush in the second half, we're not going to see that coming from LSU this week. I think we're going to see heat. I think they are going to flat out get after young Mr. Finley and try and force him into some mistakes whether he'll do that or not remains to be seen. Should be a heck of a game in Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. Before we shift gears to the NFL, don't forget if you want to buy some picks to win some money this weekend, college football, NFL, go to meatandpotatoesusa.com. Sports betting is exploding in the USA. You need to check out meatandpotatoesusa.com. Trey, the New Orleans Saints in the National Football Roller Coaster League went up to New England and uh, dominated the Patriots. It's been Jekyll and Hyde for the Saints, but they are 2-1. and one. They get a home game against the hapless New York Giants this coming Sunday in the Caesars Superdome. Got to be impressed with the Saints' win. Your thoughts? Well, looking ahead to the game in the Dome this week, I have a good friend from New York, Johnny Molinari, and he's a lifelong Giants fan. And, of course, the Giants have tasted some great successes back in the Phil Simms era, uh, in the Eli Manning era. Uh, they've also had some really down seasons. They're mired in an ugly slump right now. Uh, Johnny posted on Facebook yesterday that one good thing about being a Giants fan is your season's over after three weeks? <laughs> you don't even have to worry. You don't even have to worry about them again. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. But you know, three weeks into the NFL season, again, seventeen games this year on the NFL schedule. About four or five years from now, they're going to move that to eighteen. I'm pretty sure. I read some stuff on that. Not overnight, but uh, NFL's been a roller coaster. I mean, you got uh, some surprise well, three and O teams. You got some surprise O and three teams, and you know, Saints so far have held their own, and I think the Dome will be packed and rocking come Sunday uh, when they host the Giants. That's a noon kickoff. But the NFL, like college football, 
a little bit unpredictable, but it's been quite exciting here in this first month. Well, Tommy, the best commissioner in the history of professional sports, in my mind, was Pete Rozelle, formerly the commissioner of the NFL. It was Pete Rozelle's goal to bring parity to the National Football League. I pointed this out last week on the podcast. After two weeks, there were seven teams that were 2-0. and There were seven teams that were 0-2. There were 18 teams that were one and one. A week later, Tommy, we have five teams that are three and zero. Oh. We have five teams that are zero oh and three. We have 11 teams that are two and one. We have 11 teams that are one and two. I know it's early in the season, Tommy, but Pete Rozelle's NFL has achieved parity. Well, and that's some great numerology there for for those people that like to get into numbers, and it's it's astonishing. I, I'm very curious as to how this will play out going forward. But you're right. Pete Rozelle wanted the whole league to go 8-8 eight and eight and have everybody in the playoffs, yeah. you know, and, yeah, or, or exactly. 70, 70, 72 tiebreakers, you know, something like that. Well, <laughs> anyway, it, it's very tough to pick these games. We, we, we do our best at meatandpotatoesusa.com. We'll have your picks later this week on the podcast. You did very well in the NFL last week. Anthony Gallo did very well in college football last week. So you want to check out our podcast later this week, as well as the website, meatandpotatoesusa.com. Trey, any closing comments on the NFL? Well, you know, you look at the 3-0 and teams, Tommy, Las Vegas, Denver, Carolina, the Rams, and Arizona, none of, none of them have beaten anybody. They all have one good win, but no, none of them have even two good wins, okay? So uh, I'm not going to get overly excited about any of these teams being undefeated at this point. Uh, Arizona looks very dynamic on offense. Uh, they've got three of the guys that I call the shaken bakers, the kind of guys that could fake you out in a phone booth. And they've also got uh, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green in addition to the the move of the Shakers. So they've got some dynamic playmakers. Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. I look for them to be very good moving forward. The Rams look strong. Uh, Denver looks really impressive, but they've beaten the Giants, the Jets, and Jacksonville. They're all 0-3. Las Vegas undefeated they beat baltimore who's two and one but they also beat pittsburgh and miami who are both one and two right i'll tell you the team that looks really good to me and they lost week one in a game they shouldn't have lost and they lost it to a one and two pittsburgh team but i think the buffalo bills at two and one look like they might be the best team in the nfl at this point of course the kansas city chiefs are one and two they were talking about trying to go undefeated. I guess they can forget about that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That, that, try, that's try, and win, try and win the AFC West at this point in time now and get a home field advantage in the playoffs. Uh, and that's probably good for them, ultimately, that they can forget about trying to go undefeated. I, I think they're much better than their one and two record. But, Tommy, a, a word I've used in conjunction with the New Orleans Saints for many years 
in football, and that's a lack of urgency. I don't think the Chiefs are playing with urgency, not the kind of urgency you need to go undefeated in the National Football League. It's like we're so good, as long as we get the ball last, we're going to win. You you know, that might work eight out of ten times, but that's not going to work every single time. And they find themselves one and two. I'm anxious to see how the Chiefs come out of that and see if they can't put together a winning string. The Saints, two and one, and very hard to figure at this point, Tommy. I, your guess is as good as mine. I, I said, when all was said and done before the season, that when the season was over, we wouldn't have missed Drew Brees at quarterback. Well, at two and one, we hadn't really missed him, but other than week one, we hadn't gotten very good quarterback play out of Jameis Winston. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. Uh, look, I'm ready to get into October. I love the cooler weather. I love the meaningful college football games coming up, and uh, NFL should continue to be fun to watch. It's a great time. Yeah, it's going to be a fun October. Don't forget, later this week, we'll drop a podcast with Trey Blossom's college and NFL picks. He's been doing very well. Anthony Gallo and I will have the Coonass and the Redneck picks. Anthony was 3-1 and one in college football last week. All that will come later this week. And, of course, do check out the website if you like to gamble. It's not a gambling site, but you can get information to go win some money wherever you gamble. Small player, big player. Meat and potatoes, USA.